Try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, okay, so today we're... I don't think we've done this yet, so we're, uh, we're going to be kicking off the first episode of a series of movies. So, like, okay, so uh, today we're going to do Clerks, and then the next episode we're going to do Clerks 2, so... Uh, Hope you like Kevin Smith movies because we're going to be talking about a lot about clerics and a lot about Kevin Smith um, over the next two episodes. And uh, then at the end of the week, we're going to do Coach Carter. Uh, we have that's a very very funny episode. Uh, Jim Cotter's back on the show. Uh, you might remember him from the Big Lebowski episode, but no, that's a that's going to be uh, one of our funniest episodes yet. Uh, but in the meantime, talking about clerics, talking about clerics too. Uh, and before we do that, I hope everyone's doing all right out there uh you know obviously we have this new normal thing the uh the weather's getting nice so a lot of people are going out uh i actually uh went did some outdoor dining for the first time in a long time uh this weekend i went to a nice little brewery got some food got a couple of beers it was great 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 old time with uh you know it it was just nice to be outside and actually just not be stuck at home for once it's been i don't know it's an indescribable feeling uh, but hey, uh, in the meantime, let's get to this movie. So, Clerks, 1994. Uh, this is a... I, I love this movie not because of... So, okay, this was a landmark movie in uh, the independent film movement of the 90s. Uh, so, uh, we'll get into the production of the movie in a little bit, but just, you know... This movie was made with no money, you know, no names, no nothing, and, you know, it's a movie that grew in notoriety just because of how good it is, particularly the script. Um, You know, the acting isn't awesome, it certainly doesn't look that great, uh, but, you know, this was just the the world being introduced to Kevin Smith and his style of writing, which, and and we've talked about uh, on the show, writers and directors who... Like, when you're watching one of their movies, you know it's their movie. Uh, you know, we've talked about Quentin Tarantino, um, Martin Scorsese, Aaron Sorkin. Like, you just know this is one of their movies. And uh, I, I wrongfully omitted Kevin Smith in that. Um, maybe more so than any other... Well, not, not more than any other. But uh, as far from, like, the 90s through, like, the mid to late, like, 2000s, I think Kevin Smith was... Like it's very hard to find someone in comedy who had as distinctive, like a voice as he did, and he's still making movies. A lot of people forget that. <laughs> uh, I know he had Tusk come out a couple years ago. He had, um, he's doing a bunch of like Canadian movies now. Yoga Hosers, I think, was another one. Uh, but obviously, Clerks is the one that he's uh, you know most associated with, uh, and this kicked off a whole bunch of other great movies: uh, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Uh, Dogma Clerks 2, which again we'll talk about in the next episode. Uh, this this kind of view the View Askew uh, universe, uh, so to speak. View Askew is the name of his production company, and the movie. Like, okay, so watching the movie, it's been a it's been a I don't know, probably like two or three years since I've, I've last watched this, and like the movie's funny, but it's not like laugh out loud funny. There's a couple scenes that like when I first saw this movie, like I. You know, you just think it's hysterical, but it's also probably because I was like, 
don't know, 13 or 14 at a time. So just like hearing the things that they're saying, the obviously the, the language in the movies, uh, extremely vulgar, although today it doesn't really, you know, doesn't really compare, you know, the shock value isn't there anymore. A, because I've seen it so many times. B, just, you know, it, it came out when it did and not, you know, not many movies were speaking like this. And then, you know, 25 years go by and it's, you know, it's kind of what every movie's like, uh, every movie and TV show. So, uh, the language doesn't really do it for me anymore. So all the shock value in the comedy is uh, pretty much gone with this movie. That being said, there are some very <laughs> well-written scenes in there. Obviously, uh, my favorite line is, uh, you know, the whole, you know, trying not to suck me dick on your way to the parking lot thing. I laugh every time at that one. Uh, there's a couple scenes that are, they're like, fu they're funny, but they're just so dark. Like the scene at the end where, um... Uh, Dante's girlfriend, uh, Kate, Caitlin, uh, she realized that, you know, she fucked a dead guy in the bathroom, uh, just, like, stuff like that, it's, uh, like, the shock's gone, but it's still just, like, I don't know, the movie's just so well written and twisted and just, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it, it, this is one of the great, like, comedy scripts of all time, not just, it's not necessarily the funny, like, one of the funniest comedies of all time, uh, but it's just a very well-written movie. And, okay, so... And, part, uh, you know, part of the reason why it's not the funniest thing ever, obviously there's the production value, uh, the, uh, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, he was all, I think he was in college when he did this. Uh, so, you know, there's some, you know, there's a couple scenes that, you know, that they just don't really work. Uh, the, the lighting, uh, it can be a little distracting at times, especially when it's darker. Uh, obviously they shot the movie in black and, uh, black and white, but uh, that was, the, like, it was a budget uh, thing. Why, you know, that was the reason they chose to do that. And then whenever they're shooting outside and it's night, it's just, I don't know, you can't really see what's going on. Um, and the performances are actually, you know, the performances are actually pretty good. Um, consider, you know, given the fact that, well, and we'll, we'll talk about more, a little more about some did you knows, but uh, the performances are generally pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, Brian O'Halloran, uh, the guy who plays Dante, the main character, uh, he's probably the worst actor in the movie, but, you know, he, you know, he gets the, he gets the job done, he plays well with, well, the other actors play well off of him, uh, Jeff Anderson, who plays Randall, he's, I think he's so fucking funny, uh, I've, you know, and he, he's great in this role, he's even better in Clerks 2, Clerks 2, I think is one of the most underrated comedies of all time, as far as just how fucking funny it is, uh, but obviously we wouldn't have Clerks 2 without Clerks, so we'll stick to Clerks for now. Uh, and then just, you know, all the, you know, people who come in and out of the store throughout the day, there's a couple hit and misses, uh, you know, some of the bits aren't as great, a lot of the acting's just flat, you know, but, you know, they're working with amateurs, so you get amateur work, that's, that's kind of just how it goes. Uh, I think, so I kind of mentioned earlier, I think the first time I saw this movie, I was like 13 or 14, and what I loved about it, again, was just that, like, shock value of everything that you're hearing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I think you can kind of like resonate. It's, it's easy for, like for like teenagers to like resonate with the ideas in this movie, uh, or teenagers, maybe people, you know, just, it, it, this is a movie for young people. Um, and just the idea of, you know, just, t you know, taking control of your own life and doing exactly, you know, you can do whatever you want with it. Like, and the only thing holding you back is yourself and all that stuff. Uh, but at the same time, it's it just like this movie. It, it does a great job of exploring uh, a 
you know, a type of person, you know, types of people that don't really get a lot of attention in movies like this. You know, they, yeah, no one's, you, you don't have traditionally good looking people. You have people, one of the, okay, one of the cool things about this movie is Kevin Smith, uh, incorporating his interests into the movie. So like, uh, the music, you know, all the punk rock stuff you, you hear in there, uh, all, you know, all the characters are walking around with, uh, long hair, you know, boots and they're playing roller hockey and they're talking about comics and movies and stuff like that and you don't really see like at the time it's just not really something you saw a lot of it's you get the idea that like this would like this is just what kevin like kevin smith made a movie about of you know about the people that he he knew and he you know and he was and he does a great he does a great job of all in you know everything he does um incorporating his viewpoint uh into the into the role uh characters rather and i i don't know i just think it's really cool that he he's able to do that so much better than a lot of other guys like again he creates this view askew universe over the next like 10 years or so and you know they're all very distinctly his everything the music to the dialogue uh the just the way everybody looks it's very very kevin smith and the dialogue going back to that real quick He's like he uh, the way Kevin Smith writes. It's so sophisticated. Like he, he like he uses a lot of you know big vocabulary, big strong ideas. Uh, the you know it's almost like the these people are like rambling off like sonnets almost. It, it seems like sometimes where they're like reading out of a you know philosophy textbook. Uh, but I, like they're they're talking about dicks half the time, so <laughs> I don't know. It's just I I love his I I really like his style. It's a little it dry. Well, not dry, but uh, I don't know because like because of the style and just like the like it it's it is very fast and they do throw you know throw a lot of big words and ideas at you. So sometimes some some it's a little difficult to follow, uh, but at the same time, I think it, I think it, it's great yeah, either way. Just a very, it's not easy to find your voice as a, you know, as a writer and, uh, you know, get that distinctive, like, hey, this is my movie, you know, as a writer, and Kevin Smith is one of the best guys at doing that, so, um, actually, no, it was like last week, yeah, I watched Chasing Amy on Netflix, um, that's, that's just such a good fucking script, and that was his third feature, so, okay, he had done Clerks, and then he did Mallrats, Mallrats is... It is what it is. It's fine, uh, but it certainly it certainly wasn't a hit. But when he gets to chasing Amy, that's you know he kind of knows what he's doing at that point. You know, Clerks, he's just you know he's a film student just trying to doing everything he can to just make a movie. And then the second one, he's finally got a little bit of confidence behind him, so maybe he didn't. I don't know. Something something didn't translate uh, right away. But when he gets to chasing Amy with Ben Affleck and Jason Lee, that's when he's like actually good at what he does now. So, uh, and then he and he's had a great career since. And he's uh, a very cool guy. He's obviously uh, been able to build his career around his interests with making uh, these, you know, making making his movies. He has his own TV show, uh, the Comic Book Heroes, that thing. And you know his podcasts and stuff like that. He he's you know he's he's a very cool guy. He's a very very smart uh, guy in Hollywood, and I th- I think he deserves more credit uh, than what he gets for just exactly how talented he really is. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about the production of this movie. It's actually one of the most. It's funny for how 
like for what this movie is and obviously you know what it looks like and it's obvious it's it's obviously a very low budget movie and uh, the impact that it had and everything it's a very well documented uh production so so basically kevin smith made the movie when he was in college and he had to like the way he financed this movie uh, he basically just maxed out a bunch of credit cards. He, he got like, I think it was like 10 cre- uh, credit cards with like $2,000 limits or something like that. Maxed them all out. Uh, he dipped into his parents' college fund for him. Uh, Jason Mewes, who plays uh, Jay from Jay on Silent Bob, uh, he had a car that, uh, you know, was damaged in a flood or something like that. So they took that insurance money and they put it towards this. And him and Jason Mewes were like uh, college buddies together. Uh, he also had to sell a bunch of his comic books, uh, which he was able to buy back because of the success of the movie. Uh, and the store that they shoot the movie in, uh, Quick Stop, that it, that was the store that Kevin Smith actually worked in at the time. And you know, you, the movie's written about you know the stuff that he would feel and thought about you know while he was uh, there and or while he was working in the store. And some of the characters are based on you know his personal experiences. Uh, hopefully not the fucking a dead guy thing. He's able to finance the movie just any way he can, and he only, and he only comes up with like twenty-seven grand. Uh, so the budget for the movie was twenty-seven thousand five hundred and seventy-five dollars. So that's nothing. Uh, that you know, that's I, I don't know how you know producing most movies works, most big like block, blockbuster movies, but you know that that's not even a like a decent actor salary. None. Not even close to it. I mean, the lights are probably more than 20, 27 grand alone. But so when they shot the movie uh, in the quick stop, uh, he was only allowed to shoot there after hours while the store was closed. So he so he'd shoot it at night, and they shot it for twenty one straight days. I, you know what? I'm gonna go more into this. And did you know? I'm pretty much just reading it off that. But uh, once we once he's able to actually like uh, get the movie made and it start, he starts airing it on the independent circuits and film festivals and stuff like that. Miramax picks it up and they want to release it uh, and distribute it. And it was originally given an NC-17 rating, but uh, Miramax bring in, brings in Alan Dershowitz, uh, one of the big, most famous lawyers of all time, to uh, come in and uh, fight for the movie that should have an R rating. Uh, because there's, no, there's nothing like visually wrong with the movie like it's a like just watching the movie on mute it's pretty tame um there's almost no violence minimal nudity um you know so if you're just watching the movie that's fine that's usually what they go for an nc-17 rating but uh the language is obviously what's in question here is very graphic and uh you know sexual in nature uh even for the 90s um but he was alan dershowitz and if you don't know him he's one of the biggest defense lawyers of all time. Uh, he worked with Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Patty Hearst. I think he's uh, well, he might have been involved with the OJ trial in some way. So he's this huge, huge uh, defense lawyer. So the fact that and I didn't notice about it. Uh, so the fact that they brought him in to fight the movie to get down to an R rating that's even better. Uh, they and there's a lot of other cool like behind the scenes stuff here. Uh, they, there's an entirely different ending that they shot for the movie, the original ending, 
Uh, well, okay, the way the, the ending goes now, uh, basically, like, his day is over, and, you know, there's the whole, you, you know, throughout the movie, he's complaining about how he's not supposed to be there today, and blah, 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 and then he gets through his shift, and that's kind of, like, just like the end of the movie, and, you know, he's, you, you feel good, it's a feel-good ending, uh, and, but the original ending, it kept going after that, so after Randall leaves and, like, his shift is over, uh, someone else breaks into the store, and... They rob and kill. They rob. They rob a store and kill Dante, and Dante just dies. And Kevin Smith would have shaved his beard, or he did shave his beard because they actually shot it. So he shaved his beard after playing Silent Bob, and then he comes into the store, you know, separately from the guy who robbed it, and then he just goes behind the counter, steals cigarettes, and walks away. And that's the like that was the original ending of the movie. It, which is really bad. <laughs> uh, you can you can probably find the uh, actual original ending online somewhere, uh, but uh, I'm glad that they, they ended up cutting that out. Kevin Smith, Miramax, Miramax claims that they didn't uh, tell Kevin Smith to, to fix it, but, um, but he did anyway. And his, Kevin Smith's reasoning for killing off the main character for no reason uh, was just straight... He, he's even admitted he just straight up didn't know how to end it. And that's just, he thought that's just what you were supposed to do. <laughs> so, glad, glad that uh, someone talked some sense into him somewhere. Uh, okay, so I've mentioned the Did You Knows here a couple times, so why don't we just get right into them. Uh, first, Did You Know, uh, Kevin Smith worked in a store where they shot the film. They shot for 21 straight nights. Uh, he would clock in at 6 a.m. and finish his shift at 11 p.m. Then he would shoot until 4 a.m., and after which he would try to grab an hour or two of sleep for getting ready for his next day to get back to work. So uh, we were just talking about this, but for three weeks straight, he would work all day in the store, a 6 to 11 shift, which is brutal, uh, and then they'd have like five hours to actually shoot. So when you were watching the movie, obviously, you know, some scenes there's almost no camera movement or they're just really long takes of the dialogue going back and forth. Uh, and... Stylistically, it makes the movie unique. It makes it, you know, it, it's part of the defining characteristic of the movie. Uh, but that was, probably wasn't as much a sty style choice with Kevin Smith as it was just a budget one. Uh, you know, they didn't have time to set up lighting and, uh, you know, blocking and rehearsing and all that stuff. And if you watch the movie, obviously the dialogue is pretty, it's very fast and it's very uh, deep. De you know, deep by, like, there's... It, it, it's very dense script. There's not a lot of room to improvise, so to speak. So ob obviously, it's difficult to you know just act some of those scenes, getting the lines right and uh, making sure the time works, everything it does. So just part of you know the easiest way to shoot it was just to you know set it up and let it roll. You know, you they didn't have time to you know do dolly shots and tracking shots and all that stuff. Most of the stuff. Uh, if the camera is being moved at all, it's handheld, uh, just because they didn't have the budget to do anything else. Um, it, it's either handheld or just panning on a tripod or something. But the most of the movie, uh, the camera is just still, and it's just it's just two people talking, and that's what that that's kind of the beauty of the movie uh, is uh, just how they had this great script and they just did whatever they need to do to actually shoot it. Second, did you know? Of the 50 actors credited, only two had at least one film credit before appearing in this movie, which was Gary Stern and Mitch Cohen. The other 48 actors made their first on-screen appearance in this movie. Most of them would become regular faces in many Kevin Smith films, while others would only make this film. So, we kind of talked on it before, I think, 
Brian Halloran, it's obvious that he's you know a, a new young actor. Uh, Jeff Anderson, I think he's I, I think he's brilliant in this movie, uh, especially in Clerks too. Um, but no, it's cool. The I, one of the things that Kevin Smith did a great job of was maximizing the talent that he had available to him. Uh, you know, obviously he there's no big names to help sell this movie. The movie was sold just on how funny it was uh, at the time, and. You know, you Kevin Smith just you know got his crew together, and was just like, look, like we have this great script, and you know I just need you to do this. And part of the, you know, this goes back to him like building the world. Uh, He was in like he worked in this store. It was very easy for him to convey to Brian Halloran or Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson what it's like to work in a video store and just what you do and what you talk about. And Hey, he he just he straight up does a great job with amateur actors, and then obviously for the next, you know, for, throughout his filmography, a lot of these guys just pop up in other roles. Je, uh, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran are very common faces in uh, the Viewsq universe. Uh, Jason Mewes, obviously him, uh, Kevin Smith and Mewes are Jay and Silent Bob. They've they're pretty much in all of his uh, New Jersey based movies. Um, and they've even had two of their own spinoffs. So that they had Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and they just uh, released um, Jay and Silent Bob Get a Reboot, which I, I admit I didn't watch, but I think it's on Amazon. Maybe I'll do that. I'm on a Kevin Smith kick right now. And uh, okay, uh, final. Did you know uh, this? This actually really made me laugh. I didn't know this one about the movie. Um, so uh, the offended customer in the quote jizz mopper scene. Uh, is buying paper towels and glass cleaner. <laughs> uh, so one of, obviously one of the scenes of the movie, uh, the jizz mopper scene there, uh, Randall's asking, you know, how much he thinks that, that uh, the guy who, in like in strip clubs, who gets paid to like clean the glass after, uh, you know, those use those like jerk off things. I don't know, but uh, I, I never picked up on the fact that the, uh, the, uh, the customer who was, so offended by everything <laughs> uh, while they're talking about this in front of him. He was, you know, buying materials to be a jizz mopper. So uh, I, I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, but I, now I wish I could go back and actually see it again. But but I'm not going to. So here we are. Okay, so I'm going to cut this one a little short today just because we're going to talk about Clerks 2 tomorrow. Uh, and that's a lot of Clerks. So I'm going to rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 5 hazmats as we do every episode. Uh, and Clerks, I'm going to give it a three. I just don't think the, like, it's, I think Clerks 2 is way funnier. I think this one, I I love, this one was more like a monumental film, but it's not, I don't think it's his best, uh, Kevin Smith's best movie. Uh, I think Clerks 2 probably is, but, you know, Zack and Mary make a porno is very funny. Chasing Amy is very funny. I think and Clerks too. I think those three are all better than this one. Uh, but I just I love the hustle of this movie. Uh, it's just they wrote a great script and they had to get it done anyway. You know they could. And then obviously once Kevin Smith was able to you know get this big break of his uh, and he's able to work with good talent uh, and with a budget, uh, he's obviously that I think that's when he's at his best. So uh, I, I give it three. Three star, uh, three hazmats. So, I, I would definitely recommend this movie. Uh, it's again, it's not the most entertaining. It's not the funniest movie of all time, uh, but it is a very, it, it's a very '90s movie. 
very few movies do a better job of painting a picture of the 90s uh, than, uh, than, than this movie. So, three hazmats. Uh, anywho, we're going to cut this one short. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. I Oh, and before I forget, uh, I do want to apologize for the audio on the last episode, the Cinderella Man episode. Uh, I thought Will Keller and I had a great uh, episode with one another. Unfortunately, something was either wrong. Something was wrong with the mic or my laptop or what. I don't know what it was, but the audio just came out super shitty. And rather than uh, just going back and re-recording a 40-minute episode, uh, I just kind of put it up there uh, as it was. So I'm aware of the problem looking into it. Uh, hopefully this one or this episode doesn't have that same problem. I don't think it will. Uh, but apologize for that. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll be back on Wednesday with Clerks 2, Coach Carter at the end of the week. Uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at Quarantine Month Pod. Like and subscribe to the, sh- the channel. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. Uh, so in the meantime, don't be a hero, stay inside, and watch a movie.